Hello. Hello. Welcome to. Hello. Hello, Action. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Welcome to Hello, Action. This is our Women's Month first episode. And we're super excited because, of course, we're women. But we love any opportunity to empower, to educate, to just shine, mm -hmm. to give women their shine. So we're really excited for this month. And we're excited to talk about the International Women's Day campaign uh, theme, which is Break the Bias. Like that's super, super, super important. So we're so excited about this topic. And this could be a really huge topic because as Black women, we can always dial back every type of issue that we face because we're not only women, we're Black women. So once we get a hold of the, you know, the issues all women face, then we got to go down that way. Let's go right. down to the Black woman. <laughs> right back there. <laughs> it could possibly never end, but we're willing to take action. We're willing to take the chance. So... Here we are to in Women's Month, and we're talking about what does it mean to break the bias? Basically, breaking the bias just means that we have to imagine a gender equal world. And then when we're done imagining a gender equal world, we're taking action to make sure that it's a gender equal world. And then we're, when we're there, we're looking again at how some women with different skin types, different hair, you know, different religion or different, uh, you know, what sexual preferences, whatever, deal with uh, biases in their spaces that they occupy. So we want to make sure when we say break the bias is becoming knowledgeable about first, am I a person that is biased against, you know, because it starts here first. Yeah. <laughs> then is bias occurring around me? Yeah. in the spaces I occupy at my job, in my family, and what am I doing about it? Am I taking yeah. action to break these biases? Because we want a world that is diverse, that is equitable, and that is inclusive. Mm -hmm. And once we have that same common desire, we can start to break the bias. So what is a bias? So a bias is a prejudice in favor of or against one thing or person or group compared to that of another, usually in a way that is considered to be unfair. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that can in many words be, um, especially for women, right? We are often compared to men, right? Mm -hmm. We're compared to either their strengths, their qualities, um, you know, their weaknesses, right? There's so much things that we are compared to on a daily basis, or even women against women, right? There's so many different ways that we're compared in different types of ways of, you know, either weight, body image, right? Um, as well as pay, as well as racial inequalities. And, and we just have to be able to kind of find those biases and see what we're doing about it, as you said before, right? Yeah, find and it in ourselves, yeah. That's mm -hmm. it. And there's so many different types of biases, right? So let's talk about the first one, gender biases, right? I mean, the biggest one that, you know, they'll talk about in Women's Month is gender bias, you know. Um, exactly. What is gender bias? Well, it's just like we said, a bias is having, a, you know, a sort of preference of like over one thing than the other. But then yeah. it gets really complicated when, you sort of make those choices to highlight that other thing more than in such an unfavorable way where it lowers or it mm -hmm. suppresses that other thing or person. And in this case, women. And when you talked about jobs, 
and talked about qualities, most of the time a woman or a man goes up for a corporate position or some type of position, who who gets the job? Who gets the job? Who, who gets, gets the promotion, job? right? Mm -hmm. And it's usually men, right? They're more qualified. Well, in this sense, That's they're considered think. to be more qualified, right? They're considered that they're the high level. So especially if you hear anything like a doctor, an engineer, construction, you're always going to think of a man. That's first. true. Mm -hmm. You're never going to think of a woman being in construction. You're never going to think of a woman being a doctor, an engineer, or a lawyer. Usually it's always a position that men hold, right? And you can slowly start to see that women are starting to take those places and learning about construction, learning how to build a foundation, build a home, you know, not yeah. just not just creating the home, but also literally building it completely. Right. And we're starting to take those different roles because we're we're able to do it. We have and that's, and that's a start, actually, of breaking the bias. Right. Yeah. In a way, not in a way it is, because it is. once you start making sure that your presence, when a woman's presence is seen in these uh, man-dominated or men-dominated fields, yeah. it's always starting to break the, the bias, whether they like it or not. You cannot always say, well, all men are construction workers. No. Well, you can't no. do that generalization. Exactly. And I think that's why it's so important to realize that we are capable of taking on those, those positions as well. We are qualified. We are yeah. able to do so. You know, it's not just for men. It's not just for whoever. It's not just for women. It's for everybody. Everybody is equal. That That is the target of what we are trying to make is that we're supposed to be equal. So we're supposed to be treated as equal and we're supposed to be seen as equal. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what's really important when you when we see these uh, when we see this occurring. And this is why we're going to probably say this sentence over and over again, because you may be in the position a man you may be in yeah. the position of a role where you could hire someone mm -hmm. and because it's always been in your favor you are so like sort of immune to biases you never see yeah. a problem exactly and so when you're in those meetings and you're at that table and you're in those conversations yeah men it's important for you to be aware women it's important for you to be aware yeah. because just when we talk about how men gets different jobs, we all know that sometimes if you put a white woman against a black woman or an Asian woman, most yeah. likely a white woman, that bias is there that that person may get the job. That's why we see so many uh, women present, white women present in a lot of roles, yeah. in a lot of high paying roles yeah. that are present everywhere. And it's harder for black women or minority women to get those jobs. And yeah. even if you see that they're, they have in the bottom of their job description application or whatever, yeah. they want minorities, they want diversity, they want to yeah. know that they want to include you. We know that the spot for minority women are or one to two, one to two. And I think I talked about that last week that uh, when that happens, that what brings conflict, that what brings discord among women of color, mm -hmm minorities is because yeah. we're fighting for that one-two space and exactly. that happens because first the gender bias with women is yeah. there and then the women bias the culture the racial bias okay. is there as well so that's it and i think even another thing too is that it also really hinders a lot of women black women asian women latino women any of those type of women and it, it it inhibits them from even trying to go for these roles mm -hmm. even trying because they're like you know what well it's going to be the white lady that's going to get it anyway so why am i even 
Exactly. Why am I putting it in my CV? But but mm-hmm. it's a reality, right? Like some people won't even apply for the job because they think already in their head, I'm not going to get it. So why even waste my time? But no, you need to be able, if we want to really and truly break these biases, we need to be able to stand up and take position to say, okay, I'm going to apply no matter what. If I don't get it, it's okay. That's all right. But I know that I applied, I went for it. And if even if I didn't get it, at least I did something. You know, we have to be able to get into those. We got to be able to break these barriers, break these walls. Be confident, yeah. Exactly. Also, I wanted to touch on, as just that we're still in gender bias, I wanted to touch on the idea that um, as a woman, uh, even though we're seen as the most nurturers and, and, you know, warmest, best caretakers, et cetera, like that, I also know that that's a bias that we have with ourselves. We think that we could do everything better. And we think that we are better than our partners. And in a lot of cases, that may be true. But a lot of cases, that is what brings a lot of discord in a relationship or in a partnership. Is that as a woman, when it concerns caretaking and children Mm -hmm. and nurturing and the home, we always feel like we know better. And it's, of course, because we do it more often. But I saw recently a post about a mom saying that she will have to check herself because her son was basically uh, had an allergic reaction and the husband was thinking to make a decision to give the child um, Benadryl. And okay. she, because she had that bias, I don't think she called it that, but mm-hmm. she basically said, like, I felt like I knew more. And it's because you have that bias that I think I know more. I think I can do a better right. job of taking care of our child than a man than you can. And so she did not take his opinion seriously. Uh, well, Basically, he did it anyways. And when yeah. the paramedics came, they said him giving that child a Benadryl was Thank what you. saved the child's life. And so she was like, oh, my God. So my husband could actually be uh, a caretaker. He could actually, he's capable. And I think even though this is Women's Month, these are things that definitely hold us back. Yeah. Is that we should also trust and know that our partners are capable and aware. Or make sure that they are capable yes. and aware of take of making these decisions as well. We have to be able to give them that chance, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. that chance to be an actual father to the child. Too, yeah, you know, <laughs> they're still a parent at the end of the day. Still a parent, right? I mean, when we just talk, so I'm still in gender bias. Let's talk about. I think I couldn't even find something to talk about this or like to find like a term, but I just aware. <laughs> When we talk about gender bias, let's move on to why does society believe more in men? Not, mm-hmm. not about abuse, but just like why do they believe in men, period, yeah. more yeah. than they do in women? And exactly. and you hear celebrities talk about this a lot. Like a man can go and do, you know, date 10, 15, 20 women yeah. and somehow it's okay. But somehow okay. if a woman does the same, she's like, you know, she's all the words there. So she- <laughs> I was trying not I to say it. I, was, I had to say it. I had to say it, guys. Oh, God. And this is the same word that they use. But you know, in my head, why am I singing that song? Do you know that song? What is <laughs> okay. She's a, it? But you know, she's she's a, a, okay. Yeah, that song. That's a bad song, guys. But anyways. <laughs> So we, we, we decided to have this topic, just shove it in there real quickly, because we realized that when women wanted to speak up about abuse, uh, speak mm-hmm. up about injustices that was occurring to, to them, it was easier to believe the man yeah. than, the woman. than the woman. And then when we go even further on, we saw that it was even easier 
to believe the man and really never, when it's violence against women to women, it was easier to believe the white woman than the black woman. The black, so, yeah. As we keep saying, we always have these issues, but it's for us, it has to be bricked down again. So I don't know, what's your take on, on this, Anisha? For, for me with this, I think, especially because they see men as a, a point of strength, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially in some cultures, men are the ones that people are waiting for, right? Like when some, when a woman is pregnant, I believe that this was even in Chinese cultures or I'm not too sure, like, don't quote me on that, but I know that it was really within the Asian culture that when a woman was having a girl, they were like, nah, throw this baby away type of thing, right? Because they're like, no, I want a boy. He's going to be secure. He's going to take care of things. He's going to provide. He's going to be a leader, you know? And they didn't see that type of quality within women. They seen women as a sign of weakness, right? And even just as we were talking in, in the, the previous episode, we were talking about signs of weaknesses being, you know, emotional or any of those things. And they see that as a sign of weakness, right? And just even being a woman is like, okay, but you're weak. You know, you're not as strong as a man. You don't have logic like men think. You don't think the same way, right? You don't act the same way. You act emotional when there's something wrong. Like you see even a, a whole bunch of men um, I remember when Hillary Clinton was running for president. Oh my God. Okay. That was, it. That was it. It's just the emotional part. I yeah. think you were touching it. That was, it was that. your point. It was it's, that. Uh, you know, it's yeah. always the emotional point. Women are emotional. Yeah. They are fleeting. They are, they are somehow not capable of right. being coherent. Okay. And somehow Can't she make decisions. Have, right. Yeah. And that's the gaslighting stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. As somehow she must have imagined this entire situation. It cannot right. actually be true. And like no. you said, when you see a man and their approach is prestigious mm -hmm. and, and well-rounded and somehow yeah. the pillar, you divert to believe in. And then, but wait, here again, a man will quicker believe a man, no? And a woman yes. have that bias will quicker believe a woman. A woman, yeah. Haven't you watched a show with your boyfriend and somehow this mm -hmm. happens? If my husband is watching, <laughs> this happens all the time. Where if we're watching a show and uh, somehow he always takes the guy's side, he yeah. sees the guy's perspective. And I'm like, no, like no. the woman, and I always see the woman's perspective. Yes. We have to. I'm always watching both. I think it's just because, you know what? I'm not too sure if it's because I'm a Libra. I mean, I know these people, people these days don't think about horoscopes and they're like, hey, it's not real. But really and truly, like, I always kind of see. You know, the balance of both. I'll try to see both sides and then go from there, right? But I always do see, like, for example, with my boyfriend. To be honest with you, though, recently I've seen him kind of taking women's side, though. You know? <laughs> I won't lie about that. Recently I've seen that, like, you know, I don't know if you guys were watching this show called The Love is Blind. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were on the same page with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, he was what we're watching it together and we see like, you know, there's some couples who, you know, they're talking together or, um, you, you know, because they're all dating each other. Right. At first. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, we, were, we don't want to go all in, up in it. But, you know, there was a particular couple who had just got so much on my nerves, like really cool. and truly. And uh, um, what is that name? Daniela Nick? Who? But but yes, there was a black one, too. There was Jared and. Yana, Yana, right? And then there was also Danielle and Nick. That couple okay. had gotten they got married. married. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, they did get married. The both of those two couples actually got Not married. Married, yeah. Yes, and like it was just to see how. Actually, that's 
on to our next topic was about racial preference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wh- why I'm going to say this is because I have a feeling, for me, this is just my opinion, okay? This could also probably be for you, but I have a feeling that he probably knew that Mallory wasn't Black. <gasps> I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I... I've seen that they had more chemistry and I feel like he was really directed more towards her and he knew Ayanna was black. He knew because yeah. you can see in her personality and her, every type her of thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, you, you can hear it. And I feel like he was trying to go for a more established. Okay. Yes. Yes. She did have good degrees and everything like that. But I felt like he had told, you know, Ayanna more, like more things. To connection. Be yeah. To have yeah a more connection. Yeah. I feel like he didn't have that with Mallory, but because he probably felt that, okay, this person is not black behind that window, like behind Mm -hmm. this wall is not black. I can actually, this is more my type. Like I, to be honest, I really felt like that. So you think there was a racial preference? I think this is- I do think so. As we lean into racial bias, we talked about racial bias between uh, black women, white women, white women and Asian women. different race, uh, different sorry, religions of, of women, there is yeah. a bias where as sometimes maybe as a black woman, we want to see another black woman in a position mm-hmm. so we'll always go for that. You know, yeah. and even though we're the minority, we do have that bias as well that we, yes. you know, we'll try to stick together because we often are not sticking together, are not together empowering each other. But we also have to be, um, we have to be aware of those biases. Yeah. And if that is causing another person, a white person, a Chinese person to have some sort of, uh, you know, to be in a place where it's not well for them or unfitting for them, then it's not good for us either. It's It's not not good for us not to. And then we're here talking about racial preference because it is a bias, we're talking about it. So there is a a fine line, I think, you know, you have your preference of Mm -hmm. what you like and and there could be, there could be because you, you know, you have a similar culture, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because there are black women that want yeah. black men, right? Yeah. And there yeah. are Chinese women who want Chinese men. But yes. when you, your favor, your choice is yeah. so obvious and so your wording or your, your wording. things that you use yeah. say about the other thing that you don't yeah. like is so yeah. demeaning and disrespectful. Where other men are starting to think like, wait, should I, maybe I shouldn't date black women. Or maybe I shouldn't date a white mm-hmm. woman. That's not good. So that's what we're talking about. We understand that certain people might have something that they like, but then yes. when you start to whap, whap, whap about, oh yeah, they this and they definitely, I think that's way too much. And that's quite disgusting. So guys, if you're doing that. Stop. <laughs> Please and thank you. It ain't Just nice. Stop. It's so disgusting. Because you know what? At the end of the day, okay, yes, you have a preference. You have, you like something. It doesn't mean that you need to diminish the other one because you don't prefer this. That's okay. You can have your type and you can have what you like, but do not diminish somebody else and some and, and a culture, like, you know, the whole culture or that whole race entirely because you don't prefer that when you are the race itself on top of that. You know oh, that's I mean? even, yeah, that's harsh. That's the thing too. It's like, came you from know, a lot of, Black men will say, oh, well, black women have attitude. I'm sorry, do you not have attitude? You also have attitude. And yes, it sounds like I'm having attitude right now, but it, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's really just because I feel like we're always given the end of the stick, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm not even just talking about black women, but I'm talking about women in general that we always do get 
you know, the end of the stick, we're always seen as, again, weak and perceived as that we're not enough or we don't have those type of qualities that men acquire. And and it's always talking, like, taken upon us that we have to actually, you know, prove ourselves in so many different ways, mm-hmm. so many different ways just to be considered equal. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. And, and, and I guess for us, the point of view, like someone else would discuss this topic, break the, break the bias, and they will come across many different things because we're Black yeah. women, it's different for us. But I love what you just spoke about when you talked about, um, you know, like the attitude, because... Yeah. Um, for and that's why we're here on to the next topic. We've been talking about women bias as we go along because, like I yes. said, for every topic we have to, we don't have a choice but to break it down into a black woman or maybe an yeah. Asian person will have to break it down because I'm first a woman, but then I'm an Asian woman. And mm-hmm. I know that Asian women right now they're dealing with remind us to bring up the COVID stuff and everything like that oh, when yes. it concerns Asian women. But I just wanted to touch on the attitude and uh, you know anger or our emotions as women yeah. for of course we're we're seen as weaker mm-hmm. in general when concerned men but then as black women we are even like shunned if we yeah. have as they call it attitude the mere yeah. fact that i may speak of something and i may speak of it in the same tone mm-hmm. i will be taught i'll be talked about as the angry black woman i would right. be not wanted they would not want to give me a job because of my attitude because i asked about the pay raise and another woman may ask in just the same same tone and somehow it's okay for them and so this women bias women black women white women all of us we have to be aware of it because we have it it's a stereotypical uh root it's a discriminatory a discriminative root that's there that is causing the bias that's what causes is a bias it's bias yes been, yeah what we've learned yeah. about or what we've not even uh you know taken the time to grow and to acknowledge mm-hmm. about a certain race or culture or person but we've built we believe generalizations that yeah. cause us to okay well i i don't think any mm-hmm. black woman is capable of being uh proper in a professional setting right and so yeah. we talk about that attitude when you talk when you said that attitude i said yeah, because the minute time I speak, I may be regarded as rough and yes. as when I'm just being stern. And I'm and not, you know yeah, go ahead. And you know what? That that even brings up another point that we want to mention is attitude also kind of gives like a permission for men to be physically um, rough with women, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I find that so interesting because like you were mentioning before, um, I believe like we were talking about this in a different conversation or so, but we're saying that in some countries, men are able to put their hands on women mm-hmm. or are mm-hmm. allowed, right? Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Imagine, they're, they're okay to do that because of what? Because this woman seems weak, this woman has attitude, oh, she didn't clean today, I can hit her, she didn't change the baby today, she didn't bathe the baby, she didn't do this, I can hit her. Can you imagine that those are the things that are allowed in some yeah. countries today? Mm-hmm. Some women are stoned because of these things, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I think that it's ridiculous that we are we're not able to be women. We're not able to be human beings, you know? And mm-hmm. even this goes for men, right? Because uh, well, what I want to say about men is that there's even sometimes too in different cultures or in different countries where women are allowed to beat on their men, you know? <laughs> and it's like, 
Imagine this. There, there's women. <laughs> sorry, and then not like, okay. You know, but there's women that are beating on their men, and then going back to what we said before that even some of these men would not be believed, would not be heard, would not be yeah. able to talk about themselves or would not be taken seriously because they're men. Oh, how are you letting a little woman beat you up? How are you letting this woman beat you up? She's not stronger than you. She's not this. But sometimes yeah. it doesn't have to be, you know, with, with hands or whatever. It could be with objects. It could be with, you know, there's so many different ways. And I, I think you said that you had a quote if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I mean, what the quote I think I had was that a gender study found that 90% mm. of people are biased against women in general. Yes. And imagine, so 90% of people, that must mean that women are included. That's why we're talking about women bias, right? Right? <laughs> Some women right are biased against other women. And I think that's really important that we touch on that too, because if we are to break the bias we have to understand again first it starts with us it starts with our yes. interaction with other women before yeah. we can start to change the gender change. bias change bigger biases that are outside of us and i yes. think uh moving on let's look at uh women woman bias uh women body bias you know if we mm -hmm. talk about if we talk about you know like what's accepted as a see for example yeah. a talent agent you're a woman and you mm -hmm. are participating in a bias that's only takes certain okay. looks of models or yeah. body types that that is accepted. You're yeah. participating in that bias, and we exactly. know that in that job and in that type of you know uh, mm -hmm. area that there's a certain look. But we know for yeah. a fact that other women, and I love that Rihanna is doing some of that. Even uh, Svetlana, she owns a yes. store. I saw that uh, she participated in New York Fashions Week. Yes. And she had models of all different sizes. All different she sizes. is a woman who's in the bias, the bias of yeah. men choosing men. this body yeah. size and look over exactly. another. Yeah. And I think one thing to even mention today is like, if you look back in times and times and times where women had, let's say, for example, those girdles, right? I believe it was yeah. girdles, right? Mm -hmm. And Victorian and, era. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And that's where waist trainers come today. Like mm -hmm. you can see how, how every woman, well, usually who are in fitness, mm -hmm. you know, or even just women in general want to have a waist trainer because they're like, oh, I need to have that skinny waist. But you know what? I have a big bum already, so it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Because if I have the skinny waist, well, then fine. I'm going to make sure that everything else is okay. But I, well, I'm not too sure if it was a study, but I was reading something where it was saying like, you know, girdles and, and waist trainers are what damage your lungs. Of course. And cause a lot of, yeah, of course. It's yeah. tight. And you're wearing it for half, like more than half of the day. Are you kidding? Like, I mean, your body is the way it is to allow your yeah. organs to fit properly. To fit properly. What you're doing is changing the way your body is. So your right. organs basically exactly. are being crushed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, what is this? And it's just crazy because. You know, if a woman is, well, now what the type is today is that a woman should have big boobs, right? No arms. <laughs> well, I'm saying no arms because you shouldn't have any fat on your arms, right? <laughs> no arms. No arms. That skinny little bitty waist, right? And that big, <laughs> that big bum. You should mm -hmm. have medium to small size of, of skinny legs and what else? 
I don't know. But all I know is that a lot of those things that you mentioned right now were deemed not acceptable a few years ago. Imagine. That was not sexy yeah. a few years ago. And, exactly. and this is sort of like moving to body bias. And we mm -hmm. have that kind of like thing in our own, in our own circles where yeah. we are not even comfortable with the body we have. We favor yeah. another type and we look down on yeah. what we even have. And that's bad for your own self-love. You have to check yourself if you have this body bias. If you're there looking in the mirror and you're like, I don't like what I see. I want that other one. But this is the only body you have. And what do we have when we deal with body bias? We have that women or men, even men prefer, you know, we talked about men preferring a certain type of body, but let's talk about women. We prefer a certain type of body and the things that we do to get that type of body, that look that we yes. think is better than what we have. And I know that a couple of celebrities, I think it was K. Michelle, Cardi B, mm -hmm. and who else? I think a couple of celebrities talked about how poisonous some of these, um, you know, procedures and yeah. and and what is it called? The injection things that the you injection put in for the BBW, yeah. All of these things. I'm not coming down on any woman who's done that, or no, if that's no. what you want. You know, you still have a freedom to choose your your look. Your look, yeah. Just be aware of the dangers associated exactly. with. Something procedures and just know that you're loved and these things change body types all of these part of culture these things change up and down are we supposed to now go and do a new procedure when big butts may come out of style right. you know we kind of have to learn to be really careful yeah. with the decisions that we're making and just you know be knowledgeable about that exactly right yeah and then um go ahead if you want to talk about something quick about that yeah, i just wanted to say quickly that you know um there's a lot of different type of, um, you know, ways of, of self-esteem issues, right? Where we have anorexia, we have bulimia. There's so many different things where people are literally taking, you know, body measures to a certain extent where they're literally damaging their own self just to get to this certain way. Some people want to gain weight. Some people want to lose weight. And they're doing different things to try and get there right to that goal that certain thing but the thing is too is that you have to remember to yourself too if that you don't love yourself right now in the body that you're in how are you going to love the body that you're in in the next in the next body that you become you cannot if you don't love the body that you're in right now i think that one thing for me me being on the thicker side you know i was always you know like looking at my friends you know and i seen that okay you know they're skinnier they but some of them have bums, some of them don't, some of them have boobs, some of them don't. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, okay, I have boobs, I have a belly, I have a bum. I can, yes, <laughs> it's, you know, for me, I'm going to look at them and I'm like, oh my goodness, should I have been that size? But to be honest with you, one thing, even for me, even after being pregnant, was accepting my body. Mm -hmm. Accepting my body. Accepting that, hey, I carried a child. For nine months, <laughs> hear me, for nine months. I did carry the child for four months. But, you know, you do carry a child for nine months, usually, right? And how are you going to expect somebody to just lose that amount of weight in two weeks? You know, it takes this amount of time to create a baby. Well, you know what? It's going to take some time to heal from that baby as well. And it's going to take time to lose that weight. There are so many different people that would prefer this weight and that weight. But we need to start by loving ourselves first in the body that we're in now. And that's what's gonna make it more acceptable for us to love the body that we become whenever. Like you yeah. said, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we have one more point for breaking yeah. the bias. And guys, this is this list of women bias is not, we have not exhausted it. Like we're just trying no. to pick a couple of things to talk about. <laughs> It is. It can go on forever, but I we have we have the Kim Kardashian braid gate. We just wanted to talk about uh, basically certain hairstyles, like you know, uh, in in the workplace, you yeah. know that uh, certain bosses may have a preference, a bias against black hairstyles. Yeah. And we saw with the Kim Kardashian braid gate was that mm -hmm. as soon as it was done by a white, you know, uh, individual. It yes. was now seen and deemed appropriate, but somehow it's yes. still looked at as unprofessional, unprofessional. For women that are black. Yeah. And so I've even seen uh, photos with white women with braids, and somehow it is still accepted and seemed professional and preferred over a black woman with braids. And this is why we talk about women bias. We talk about us acknowledging in ourselves that are we making decisions that you know harm other women. Yeah. Are we a part of that? Are we there jumping up? We got chosen, but mm -hmm. are we also suppressing other women? And that's why it's important to talk about these things, not just in gender, but amongst ourselves. And yeah. that's how we start to break, to break the, the bias. bias. Everything that you were talking about, everything that you were saying about loving yourself, that's how you start to break the body bias exactly. right here. Is when you- In yourself. Yeah. It starts with you first, right? And when it starts with you, you can help others it always has to start from you you know i think even for what we were saying again loving yourself okay how do we talk to ourselves yes you perceive yourself a certain way but okay if you want to change it you're gonna have to start accepting who you are first again mm -hmm. accepting that you're this way i want to change it okay i'm gonna make these certain measures and this i'm, I'm gonna take these certain precautions to get there you know i'm gonna change my diet Okay, maybe I'm going to change the way my hair is one day. I don't know. Like, you know, there's certain things that, that can gain your confidence. It doesn't always have to be the same way, right? You know, there's sometimes, I don't know if you know that quote there. There's some people that say, oh, match. No, they say, like, wear clothes that look good on your body, you know? Yeah. And sometimes that's even just something that needs to be changed. Sometimes maybe you just need to change the clothes that you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Maybe the clothes are just not, not that it's not flattering to you. Because it's not about being flattering. It's just that maybe there's a different type of style that, you know, you would mostly feel comfortable in. You know, I've seen a lot of different influencers. You know, today there's influencers, right? So a lot of different influencers who do talk about body image and who do, like, you know, show their body. And you can see that the clothes that they're wearing are just so flattering. They look amazing, right? But it's because they had, like, not that they wanted to change themselves. They just had to change something that, would make them feel comfortable in the skin that they're in. And yeah. sometimes that's all that it needs, you know? That's all you need. And it's like, I think what she, what they were saying is like, when you buy a wedding dress, don't buy yeah. the dress and try to fit into it. Buy the, right. just fit in, just don't buy the dress and then try to break down the size. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Buy what fits your body. And I guess that's yeah. what you're saying about how to break yeah. body bias is start yeah. by loving yourself and just buying what fits exactly. you and what works for you and not trying yeah. to fit someone else's idea or you know that dream yeah. so we're moving up we've been talking about how to break the bias and we said first is like acknowledging the bias within yourself yeah. and then not and then identifying it when it happens around you and yeah. saying something about it yeah. so if you see it happening don't be a part of that 
stand up against it. And this is why, you know, I think they said with the the International Women's um, Women's Day campaign, they were like, if you want to break the bias, you should cross your hands like this if you're a part of it. So I think we should do a picture next time and post it during uh, Women's Month. Break the bias. Yeah. That's what you mean. It means that if we see it happening, we are standing up against it and we're not a part yeah. of it. But if you start to identify bias within yourself, they've suggested increase contact with people different from you. From I don't know if you want to highlight what that means. Uh, on so increase contact with people different from you is like, you know, making sure that you're around people that do not necessarily always look like you, right? Talking to people of different cultures, getting to know them. You know, sometimes it's really just about, again, breaking that bias because we are, maybe you have certain, you know, stereotypes of, yes. you know, this type of culture, mm -hmm. but get to know it, you know, get to know it, get to know their traditions, get to know like what they enjoy, get to know how they pray or get to know how they, you know, how they live. How do they celebrate weddings? How do they, you know, there's sort, certain things like that, that we gotta have to be open to. It's all about having an open mind, right? Yeah. And I think that sometimes maybe what happens is that, especially, I don't know, you know, this is a really like Caribbean thing though, because I'm just gonna mention this, but yes, it happens <laughs> a lot, okay? <laughs> kind of that, let's say for example, from tradition, I'm just saying, okay, it's not a tradition, but what I'm saying is that from, you know, older generations, they will always say something about a certain culture, right? And we grow up in that and we're seeing that. And, and sometimes you kind of start taking this little, you know, stereotype or this stigma that they were passing on to you, mm -hmm. you know? And for us, especially in society now where everything is like, you know, starting to what we said before, we're allowing children to start talking. We're allowing people to start being open. You know, there's more people. Yeah. And we are also having to be that person that kind of changes this, the narrative right we're allowing ourselves to educate ourselves based on other people's you know cultures their traditions their lives getting to know them for the person that they are and not just what they are the stereotypes stereotype. yeah the generalizations exactly. I, listen i just wanted to throw in there okay so you remember like in thanksgiving when they talked about you know if a person's arm doesn't look a certain way then the food is not good that is yeah. a bias guys exactly. so increase contact with people because you will see that yeah. someone with skinny arms could cook a mean um candied yams or whatever exactly but also we know and we are probably part of this sometimes unconsciously and that's the one thing I wanted to make sure we mentioned that sometimes your bias is so unconscious, like you were saying that it's so ingrained in us from childhood that yeah. it's become a part of normality for us that we yeah. think that this is okay. Yeah. And I know for a fact, sometimes I would probably go to somewhere to eat and I need to know who makes certain things. Yes. And we already know that we have this idea that black people cook better than white people. And you know that you might choose a black food versus food over. Right? That yeah. is a bias. And yeah. sometimes when you increase contact with different people, you go into those spaces and you interact with them. You would probably see that this white person can cook a mean, a mean good, meal. you know, a mean meal. And so a, a mean, mean fried chicken. Like who knew? <laughs> Kim Kardashian actually cooks really amazing, I saw. But who right? knew? And yeah. that's what we're saying. When you increase contact with different people, it breaks down the stereotypes. That's because right. what's at the root of a bias is stereotypes, generalization, uh, discrimination. All those things are at the root of a bias. Yeah. And moving on with that, 
when you surround yourself with positive examples of these things, a positive example of a black woman, a positive example of, you know, maybe there's a cop that believed a woman's story. That would help mm-hmm. you break the break the bias Those of thinking that all cops are bad cops. Maybe they exactly. you know, this is a huge topic. That will break <laughs> the bias. But then for women, when we talked about uh, what is deemed sexy or not sexy, we talked about Put in those examples. That's how we break the bias. When Rihanna posted an older model, a a chunkier, more voluptuous, beautiful model, uh, and just a a beautiful, sometimes, and you would think that even skinny, skinny women, they have a hard time sometimes too with their own body. Not all skinny women feel super comfortable. And they have to deal with people saying that you're scrawny and you're this and you're that. You're MAGA. <laughs> They're still beautiful as well. And so all of these examples of, of bodies need to be highlighted. And once they're highlighted positively, yeah. that will break the bias. We'll be breaking the yeah. bias in our society. Exactly. Um, we also have to heighten our awareness, mm-hmm. you know, for certain for, for biases in certain spaces, right? So we need to be able to see what the problem is and bring awareness to it. We need to talk about it. We need to be open. We need to we can't keep shutting down every time that we see that there's something wrong. Okay. We need to be able to speak up for others. And I think that that is one of the most thing, the most important things of being, you know, um, heightening your awareness and these biases by advocating for people, yeah, not just yourself, but others as well, because you know what, maybe sometimes you feel good within yourself and somebody else doesn't, you know, you need to be able to, to open up and help them help them yeah. open up as well. Right. And it may even even mean like a comment. Like I love to comment and and empower women. And just, you know, like you're beautiful. Like you you can break the bias by your positive work. You can break the bias of even people around you you. who are being biased by highlighting the positive and the beauty in others, you know? Why or why don't you hire this black woman? I know this black woman. That's how you can break the referrals, right? And and you just saying that is yeah. probably bringing awareness to them that oh wait I've only been hiring uh Ari. right you know it kind of heightens that and that's the space that you occupy that's the space that's where you're really working together in unity yeah. when we take up that you know that mantle to make sure that we can acknowledge that these things are happening but also do something Something about about it it. i think we're at the end of our talk um and that's that's basically is beautiful Mm -hmm. how do i you know include myself in the table how do i bring a table right how do i create a table and who is sitting there who's sitting at the table really matters because who we include at the table if they're not diverse if it's not inclusive that is not the world that we would, you know, we would be, yeah, we want to be that, that we want everyone to be a part of. And I love that um, we celebrated Black History Month a couple of weeks ago in our school. And we were so uh, adamant about being inclusive, not just to all races. We saw that we had to also remember different staff members. Because sometimes as teachers, when we do things as teachers, we forget the support staff, the administrators, yeah. and things exactly. like that. So my the colleagues, janitors, you know? The janitor, my colleague was like so adamant, and we both were, but she was so adamant about making those women 
poor support staff feel just as important when celebrating Black History Month. And so we made a separate event because their lunch times were different to ours. But that is what I'm saying. As women, we saw that. And not only as women, as Black women, we saw that another group who were mixed, who had Asian, Spanish, Black, and white women are part of it. We saw that their job did we talk about that? Did we talk about job bias? A little bit with gender. A little but we bit. saw that their job, the job bias that somehow teachers are given more attention and deemed mm -hmm. as more, you know, and more essential yes. at, in the workplace. And they were not. We saw that and we did something about it. And that's okay. how we started from breaking the bias. And they were so appreciative. So things like that. Yeah. Things like that. Just bringing awareness. Small things like this. You know? And, I know and they do a big thing in a big way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, guys, we leave you with the words from the International Women's Day. Uh, I'm gonna I think I sent it to you actually in your or in your uh in your link, but I'm gonna finish uh read up. We can break the bias in our communities, we can break the biases in our workplace, we can break the bias in our schools, colleges, and university. Together, Together we can, we can all break, break all the, the bias, right. Um, and so we want to encourage you to, to break the bias <laughs> and start by guys taking a photo and tagging us. Tag us on Instagram. Like, where's our Instagram? Oh, god, tag, it's tag us on Instagram, tag us anywhere, and say that you watched this and you decided to break the bias and you took a picture like this. All right, we're gonna sign off. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you. Take care. Bye.